0: Hit the brakes. You're listening to Fix My Car Cast, hosted by Bear Claw Billy. You're listening to episode 37. We got comedian and musician Keith Hebert joining us later in the show. But first housekeeping. This is the show where you pick what I say and how I say it. Pick a topic or prompt by donating to the GoFundMe and vote on the gimmick by joining my Patreon for just a dollar a month. Join at the $5 or higher level and also get bonus episodes and behind the scenes footage. Links are down in the description. Also down there, merch. Get yourself some merch. I like when you buy merch. I get money for that merch. Not much though. We have a donation of $25 this week from David who also sponsored last week's episode thank you again david remember when you donate the higher your donation the more enthusiasm and passion i put into your topic the total is currently 1050 dollars have i mentioned that the podcast ends when we hit three thousand? that's right no more podcast tell your friends that are sick of me plugging it all the time that they can end it with money we have no new patrons this week what are you going to do actually i'll tell you what you can do You're going to join, if you already have, tell a friend. Checking in on the best city in the world, based on which city listened to the last episode the most, and we have another one of those pesky ties between Westbrook, Maine, and Falmouth, Maine. Ties are broken by whichever city has listened to more episodes, which makes our winner... Westbrook, Maine. Congratulations, Westbrook. Home of the Fighting Wessies. Your sports teams are objectively the best sports teams in the world for seven days. Now, last episode, I talked about tackiness while sneaking in 10 Weird Al Yankovic lyrics. You can see a video pointing out hidden lyric over on my Patreon if you're a $5 member or higher. Oddly enough, one of them I misquoted terribly, though five words in a row, still accurate, so it counts. But I also accidentally quoted a lyric by pure coincidence. <laughs> uh, I caught it while editing the video. I threw it on the tally. Uh, so technically I got 11 lyrics in, but only 10 that I'm proud of. <laughs> Uh, also on the bonus episode, I talked about the difference between tackiness and campiness while I was at camp. It's a tacky joke and a campy episode. Check it out on Patreon for five buccaronis. Let's talk next week's gimmick poll. These are your choices for next week's episode gimmick. They are wear a wig, incorporate ten randomized Wikipedia entries, stand in the ocean, and it is September in Maine, or our returning option just re-released from the Billy Vault, do a Kermit the Frog voice, which is currently winning. Go vote over on Patreon. The poll closes Thursday, September 22nd at noon Eastern America time. All right time for today's gimmick our big winner is one-sided pillow fight i am joined by little misbehavior who will be thwacking me with pillows during the rest of the episode and you can see video of every thwack over on patreon five dollars or higher thank you little misbehavior for your contribution to true art pleasure (laughs) oh boy i'm so ready uh the other gimmick options pose for a caricature blindfolded taste test and interrupted by annoying questions all go back in the billy vault for six weeks of course gimmicks don't start until housekeeping is out of the way just in case any of them prevent me from sharing vital information that is the sound of my glasses leaving my face (laughs) And now, we are entering the Gimmick Zone. From this point on, gimmicks are active and everything is improvised. Today's prompt comes from David for $25. Uh, and it's honestly kind of hard to sum up today's topic without telling you a little story about how it came into being. Uh, but I will warn you up front that it may contain spoilers for the movie Crash. The good one, not the Oscar winner. Uh this is of course David Cronenberg's Crash from 1996. Um and the st- <laughs> <laughs> the story here, I'm being uh, thumped by a mermaid right now. Um, the story, uh, here is, it's, it's kind of a backstory. And there's a dog here too. Uh, that wasn't part of the gimmick. Um, so how this whole episode came to be is, um, me and my friends, uh, my roommates, we have a movie night. <laughs> I'm bracing for thwacks. Um, so we have a movie night, and the only theme is, is that whatever movie we watch, it has to be related to the movie we watched last week it, it can be connected in any way um and so uh one night we watched crash um oh and by the way my roommates uh, have both asked to go by aliases uh so one of them is big daddy zach and the other one is roommate two uh one of them didn't enjoy the movie i'll let you guess by the creativity of their aliases um so anyway we're watching the movie and if you haven't seen crash first of all pause this episode and go go watch it right now it's it's a real banger um again not to be confused with the best picture winner uh which is vaguely about racism i don't oh oh oh, 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 the message of the movie kind of hits you over the head if you get what i'm saying here um so so the original uh cronenberg crash 1996 uh based on a novel by j.g ballard and it's it's the easiest premise in the world to explain. It is very simply people who are turned on by car crashes. People who derive sexual pleasure from car crashes. Um, and so it is it is a movie that is like interesting but also funny like you know my roommates and i we we like to make jokes while we're watching movies and and so there's a lot of chit chat during uh crash which i don't want to give away the plot too much i had an itch on my back thank you little misbehavior (laughs) um i don't want to give away the the plot too much um but you know it's it's basically this community of people who are aroused by car crashes. And so we're watching the movie and you know it's it's a thought provoking movie and it makes you you know wonder things about it and and so one of the things we were discussing was like various various ways to modify said fetish. I hear walking on the bed and I'm terrified. Um, and so like one of the things that big oh. One of the things that Big Daddy Zach said was, what do these guys think of bumper cars? Is that safe sex for them? <laughs> um, and so so Big Daddy Zach, who's quite hilarious, um, had some of the best comments of the night. Uh, another one of which was... Um, and i couldn't get it out of my head what do these characters think of the movie transformers oh my goodness <laughs> pillows are being inserted into my jammies all right um oof <laughs> I can't catch a break in this one so um the <laughs> so um i couldn't stop thinking about this the whole night like what would the characters from crash uh assuming that they survive to the year 2007 i believe to see michael bay's transformers um so what if characters from cronenberg crash saw bay transformers and i genuinely don't know and we kind of had like a side conversation (laughs) going during the movie um during a lot of the sex scenes because crash is NC 17, so brace yourself for that. Um, and, uh, though honestly kind of tame by anyone's standards who's been on the internet. Um, so, so, um, these, these people are extremely turned on by car crashes in that they, some of them fetishize, um like you know the parts of the cars being destroyed some of them fetishize famous car crashes from history like they all have their own angle on it um there's one character played by elias Coteus, who you may know as casey jones from teenage mutant ninja turtles um and his character's obsession is quote reshaping of the human body by modern technology and that got me thinking. I think he would be the character who is the most into, <laughs> I can feel it coming. He would be the character who would most be into the Transformers because it's cars. <laughs> it's cars that turn humanoid. It is complete coincidence that that the topic is about things crashing into each other and the gimmick is about things crashing into each other. I swear. I don't plan this last week. Weird Al was the gimmick and I had to talk about tackiness and he has a song about tackiness. <laughs> y- you can't make this stuff up folks. Uh, so I know there's one coming. Oh, little misbehavior is very good at scaring me. <laughs> um, so, Oh, that's a nice one. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so Elias Coteus like draws a lot of art about like technology being like fitted onto the human body and whatnot um, and so I think he would be into the Transformers movies because you know they're cars crashing into each other, they have fights, they have big fist fights, and they beat the shit out of each other, but then they turn into cars like and sometimes they 're all beat up, and there 's busted glass going everywhere um, so i think I think uh, elias Coteus um would definitely be into the movie uh, Transformers. Um, the other characters, I think some of them just fetishize the cars themselves. So I think they would just be into any old movie that has some cars, and especially some car crashes. Um, if they, <laughs> if they uh, made it to... The year Fast and Furious, which... When was the first Fast and Furious? Wasn't that 2001? So that's not too far away. 96 to 2001. Yeah. Oh, this is hitting me right now. Um, Casino Royale, the James Bond movie. Um, they set a record with that car crash. Um, when they filmed that movie, it was the most uh, end-over-end car crash flips in a movie up to that point so i can see i can see (laughs) i'm 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 being armored with pillows now (laughs) i live in a little pillow house which also blocks me from when the next impact is coming so this is a an interesting strategy to say the least um so yeah, I mean a lot of Bond movies have good car crashes. Um actually, oh my god, they would love Goldeneye, which I believe came out the very next year, right after crash. Um, there's a tank smashing through everything, and the character Xenia on top is definitely turned on by violence. Uh every time she operates a gun, uh she breathes very heavy when she thinks James Bond is going to derail their train with a tank. So yeah, that just hit me just now. That's the oh man, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that one got me good. <laughs> Ooh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, so, um, you're probably wondering what the hell is the topic of this episode, and it is, in fact, which <laughs> what uh, what characters from the movie cronenberg crash um would be turned on by the transformers (laughs) movies i just tweeted that out and good old david saw it and was like i will pay you 25 dollars to talk about that on the next episode so thank you david i love that anyone at any time can think of any idea for this episode and i will come say it while i get hit with pillows (laughs) um so, uh, we're watching, we're watching Crash. Some of us liking it more than others. Um, and I will, oh, <laughs> I will take a quick detour, um, to talk about, um, Roger Ebert's review of the movie Crash, because I remember I was once an impressionable youth who wanted to one day experience true cinema. Um, and I was starting to get really interested in, uh, David Cronenberg. I think I got there w- by way of The Matrix. Yes, that is exactly how I found out about David Cronenberg. I know most people's introduction to David Cronenberg is The Fly, which is a... Re- <laughs> which <laughs> uh, so David Cronenberg's version of The Fly is, um, for lack of a better term, probably the most mainstream David Cronenberg movie. I feel like a lot of people are aware of it. They love them some Jeff Goldblum. Um, I feel like he sort of has like his horror sci-fi side, and then he has his more like kind of art house real-world, very stylized sort of movies. Um... And so I found out about him because of The Matrix. Um, I was reading a book about The Matrix, and they mentioned uh, existence, um, which is, you know, the word existence, but spelled kind of strange. Um, and so I remember being like, oh, this movie sounds neat. It's about, like, people in a video game. Um <laughs> we got the dull thuds. Um, and so that's that was kind of my end to Cronenberg. I was like, I got to see whatever existence is. So I watched that, Um I actually watched The Fly fairly late. Sorry. We got a we got a bogey. One of the one of the pillows went up over the wall and for the record the wall is me. Um so so yeah, I watched Existence and and then I was like I got to know more about this crash guy and that's when I heard well he has a movie about people who like to fucking car crashes. And I was like I got to see this and I saw it and I loved it. And I was a little confused though about like, "Huh, car crashes really?" Um and at the time, when I was a mere high schooler, um, I read um, Roger Ebert's review of Crash. Because, you know, at the time... That was my way to find out if, uh, you know, movies were worth watching, what Roger Ebert thinks. And, you know, all I'll say is this, Roger Ebert gave Cars 2 four stars, so I'm kind of wondering if he's turned on by car crashes. <laughs> um, but in Roger... Ooh, whew, oh, we've gone from thuddy to stingy. Um, so in, in Roger Ebert's review, uh, of Cronenberg's crash, and by the way, he gave Cronenberg's crash three and a half stars, he gave, uh, the 2000's crash, uh, four stars. Um... In it he talks about how the reason the oh, I'm getting fish flogged, everybody. Um, there's a there's a little there's a little mermaid stuffy that's got some got some tail on her, let me tell you what. Um, so um so in Roger Ebert's uh review of David Cronenberg Crash, uh he mentions that it is a movie about a fetish that no one in the real world has, which I'm like, mmm. I wouldn't make that claim if you can't back it up. There may be some people who are, maybe after seeing this movie. But what I like is his idea is basically the movie works because you get to see sort of an exploration of fetishism and eroticism and pornography using something that no one or maybe a small percentage of people have a fetish for. Thereby, you can watch the movie and self-insert, wink, wink, your own fetish. So, you know, when you see them drooling over panes of glass or getting upset uh, that their favorite uh, tape of a car crash, crash is jammed, you know, that's you. You can project yourself in with whatever thing you're into, if you're into potatoes, and, and you can see them rubbing down windshields and go, mm, I love a good baked potato or if you have a tape of orida commercials why have i chosen potatoes anyway my movie spud is coming out soon where it's just a remake of crash but they're really into potatoes but in a weird way my struggling my struggling to talk about this is exactly why crash works in the way that roger ebert uh, is talking about was talking about excuse me past tense rest in peace king um like, it's it's sort of, like, you do laugh. And, like, I like that a lot of reviews of Crash do mention that you do kind of laugh at it. Because, like, it is sort of, like, funny to see someone acting that way around something that maybe at first seems absurd. But then the movie kind of washes over you in a way that you're like, Ah, oh, but I do act that way when, you know, I start barking at something I like. So so I, I like that it's sort of, it's sort of like a, it's sort of... <laughs> cinematic training not to yuck the yums of others but with a yum that statistically almost nobody has and if they do they probably don't have it for very long um, I feel like it's not a spoiler to say that a movie where people are aroused by car crashes it doesn't go well for some of them um, but I like how the movie explores like you know all the different aspects of <laughs> fetishism I just got double pillowed um, like I like the way that it It explores... Um, you know, the good and the bad and the wondering if maybe I shouldn't do this. And then the reckless, I don't care if I shouldn't do this. Like, the movie gets gritty and dangerous, folks. Um, but like, nevertheless, it is a really good exploration, uh, of that sort of thing. Um, I'm checking the time here because, you know, (laughs) technically, 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 the topic is, is simply just what they would think of the Transformers films. So, uh, I have only seen the first three I believe um, couldn't tell you what their names are those movies at all whoo blur together um but um if I were to go down the path of what specific Transformers movies they would like I believe in the second movie there is a Transformer that is disguised as a hot college co-ed um I feel like Elias Koteas would definitely be into her um but, okay, I, I, I knew there were more topics I had to remember. It's kind of hard to think sometimes when a little brat is smacking you with pillows. Um, so, <laughs> I think there's a humanoid looking one in The Last Night or something. Uh, he's very much the C3PO one. I haven't seen all the movies. Um, you know, they really took a dip after three. <laughs> They're all bad. I'm sorry. You have some occasional hits, Michael Bay, but you know, I gotta be honest. Um, and so, so yeah, there's some humanoid ones in that. But here's the thing. Even though I say that Elias Coteus would probably enjoy the Transformers films the most because of his obsession with reshaping of the human body by modern technology, there is no human body... <laughs> to start from with a transformer or is there did you think that a discussion of david cronenberg's crash would eventually get into the humanity of artificial intelligence well here we are this is the kind of podcast this is we'll talk about anything oh my gosh friends i am getting squish (laughs) mellowed so um, where was I? Okay. So, there's no human element to the Transformers. They are technically aliens. They are from another planet. Um, they definitely have a humanoid frame, but nothing about them is what we would typically call human. Um, gee, that kind of makes me think about data from Star Trek. Wait a minute. Star Trek? Hold on. The Borg. Oh, I've been sharked. <laughs> For those who haven't sprung to see the various pillows attacking me, I have a Jaws pillow that a very dear friend made for me and I have been jawsed. Um so um so I was thinking the Borg from Star Trek, like cyborgs. Like, I feel like Elias Coteus' character and maybe some of the other characters. James Spader. Have I buried the lead that James Spader is in? Oh my goodness. I've buried the lead that, that James Spader, uh, is in this movie because when Spader's about, it's gonna be a kinky time. Um, no matter what it is, even mannequin. Mannequin, you know, I could talk about mannequin for a whole episode. David, get your wallet out. I'm ready to talk about mannequin. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I was thinking that, like, cyborgs would really, really be something, uh, for, for Elias Coteas' character. I did not bother to learn any character's name, though, interestingly, James Spader's character is named James Ballard, and James Spader's name is also James, and also the author of the book that the movie is based on is also named James Ballard, wow, cool, (laughs) that's so many layers of meta. Um, so... So yeah, I think I think the Borg I was trying- of other cyborgs robocop now this is a tricky one because um the police sometimes raid So, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie of crash is they put on demonstrations where they they talk about famous car crashes and then they replicate them but they they like meet at this like you know stadium in like a whoop in a backyard (laughs) gotta watch the mic gotta watch the mic it's okay Um, um Uh, So they they meet at, like, this little secret auditorium behind a building, and then, like, they crash cars into each other, and the whole audience just just goes absolutely goofy for it. Um, um, And then the cops bust it up. And, like, here's why I think they wouldn't like RoboCop, because at the end of the day, all RoboCops are bastards. And so (laughs) I feel like they would enjoy the story of a man being augmented with... Uh, Modern technology, uh, I guess future technology. Um, Though when is Robocop set? It's probably in the past now. That's my favorite thing about sci-fi movies. Eventually they'll all be in the past. Um... But yeah, so I think, I think like cyborgs, anything like the bionic woman, like that, that old TV show, I feel like they would like that. Um, I haven't gotten to my number one answer for the favorite movie of all the characters in crash though, but we are winding our way there because I am watching the clock on how long this episode is going to be. And full disclosure, I could cut it a little short based solely on my pillow endurance. Um, but I promise I'm segueing uh, to to a very <laughs> I'm segueing to um, a related topic because they would not like RoboCop because he's a cop. But you know what movie? has a lot of cars crashing, and has a lot of cops looking like idiots and getting fucked up, the Blues Brothers. (laughs) They would adore the Blues Brothers. Spoiler for the Blues Brothers, but if you want to see cops just crash into everything, that's your movie right there. Um, I don't always feel great about endorsing John Landis. Um, Oh, you know what? Too sensitive of a subject. We're not going to talk about what they would think of John Landis, but, uh, look up why he's a piece of shit um, but nevertheless if we can separate the art from the artist, no we can't, they will forever crash and fuse um, they would love the Blues Brothers simply just for the car crash scene which is epic, legendary and I cannot think of off the top of my head any movie with more cars crashing unless we are counting movies where the earth is destroyed and on a technicality every car on earth would be destroyed which may be what the characters in Crash also want because there is an undercurrent of danger and and knowing that they are not long for this world um so i guess that's really the challenge is would the characters in crash even make it to the release of transformers in 2007 oh my goodness i do not know that they would i don't even know if i'm gonna make it to 30 minutes oh boy this is i don't know if you can hear the pillows on the mic i think you can but anyway there's there's crash for you the good one not the oscar winner and uh thank you so much david for sponsoring this topic and i think i think i've said all i can say let me rattle my brains on some other car crash movies um you know what now's maybe a good time to say i haven't seen uh all the fast and furious movies um i did a fundraiser during the pandemic where i would watch all of them in a day if i made a thousand dollars and that didn't happen but interestingly i made a thousand dollars here on the podcast you know what i'm straining to fill time so i'm gonna make that offer right now um if we make it to two thousand dollars on the podcast here is my offer if we make it to two thousand dollars i will watch every fast and furious movie in a day i will try to watch them all in a day if there's even enough time in a day to do that now i think at the time i offered it there was but there may not be now but $2,000. $2,000. If we get to $2,000, I will watch every Fast and Furious movie. I will cram them into a weekend. How does that sound? I don't know if I can get them all into a day. Um, but you heard it here first, folks. For $2,000, I will watch a film series that uh, Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles can get a bone or two. Um, his character in Crash, not actually Elias um, Not. I, nope, nope. I'm not going to segue into what turns Elias Coteus on. But if you're listening, Elias... You know, let us know if you feel if you feel like it. If you feel like it. I I mean, I'm sure you get the question all the time from being in crash. All right. Well, let's park this fucking car. <laughs> As always, keep your hands at 10 and 2 o'clock. God damn it. Stop. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs>